have you heard of the Torah coming out of Berlin? I've spent the last six years of my life studying in Bate Midrash, houses of study in New York and Jerusalem. But the Torah that's coming out of Berlin has its own unique power. Volunteers and activists, rabbis and students, the Jews of Berlin have a thirst that cannot be quenched, a curiosity that cannot be satiated. They want to learn and they want to create. The Torah of Berlin is different and strange and the whole idea can be a little uncomfortable, but it's a Torah that draws you in and makes you see your own life and your own Judaism in a whole new way. So come and learn. Welcome to Torah Curious. Hello, and welcome to Torah Curious. I'm your host, Jeremy Borovitz, and I am here with the the brilliant and powerful uh, Avital Grunberg. Avital, welcome. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Uh, Avital, I wonder if we can start with you telling us about your earliest Jewish memory. So, actually, my earliest Jewish memory probably begins with a very like very Israeli name hmm. and growing up in West Berlin in a German kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> there weren't and a lot of Avitals I guess in no, your German kindergarten no so I think like the question I always faced like since I'm two probably was like always oh Avital where is this name coming from what's this name and me explaining as a three-year-old or as a four-year-old, what this name means, why I'm called like this, um, why, like, where is this her- where is the heritage of the name from, and so on. That was actually probably the most Jewish thing I did as a small child, and maybe even that I did like for a very very long time and still doing. Wow. Um, what? Why did your parents give you the name Avital? So, I don't know if my mom was actually aware of the consequences <laughs> because she simply liked Israeli names. That wow. was her her explanation. So, I mean, she could have given me a, like a, an easier name. Yeah. Let's start with Hannah or yeah. Miriam or something and I wouldn't have that many issues in Germany. But um, me giving, like her giving me such a such a unusual name um was was probably some well, like it really shaped my my identity i guess wow um where yeah. was your mom from from uzbekistan from uzbekistan like <laughs> yeah so my mom was from from tashkent and she immigrated very early like one of the earlier um immigration waves to germany in the beginning of the 80s wow um and i think as a lot of um a, a lot of children with um s- former soviet union parents um i grew up in a in a very on the one hand on a very jewish identifying household but not with a lot of knowledge yeah so i i had like i collected the knowledge and i took it to the fa- back to the family actually wow. and that was my task um how did you start collecting the knowledge 
actually also very very weird because most of the children the jewish children who also grew up in, in west berlin especially back then they went to the jewish youth center well i was an introvert and i didn't like a lot of jewish screaming kids so <laughs> <laughs> so but what i did had was um religion in my um in my primary school which was huh. actually um um protest how did protestant protestant yeah. religion yeah however i had a great teacher who always asked me and how is it in judaism so i went back and i was like how is it in judaism why do we like what is it about kosher and not kosher and how do we uh, perceive uh, jesus and what do we think about christmas and um what holidays do we have and um how is it going and so who actually, did you ask I asked a friend of my mom wow. who knew a lot. And also, I mean, I had like a like a kid's Bible mm. and stuff. And also, I think by questioning my mom, mm. she also was looking up the answers. Wow. So, um, so it was a mutual work. Wow. You know, I have to I just have to tell you, there's an amazing story about Rabbi Kiva. Um And uh, that Rabbi Akiva was sitting around. It's from Avotu Rabbi Natan, a Midrashic collection. And he's sitting around and he's just watching the water fall upon a stone. Um, uh, and the stone has like a, 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 like a hole in it, you know, like a little divot. And uh, Akiva says, how did this water wear away the stone? And he's like, if this water over time can wear away this yeah. stone, all the more so the Torah can penetrate my mind. Um, so he and his son go together to the Beit Midrash to study. And they start with the Aleph Bet and they learn it together. And it's beautiful because you and your mom actually had this kind of chavruta. Yeah. You know, you're like learning together how these things work. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, like also I just remember, for example, I asked my mom like, okay, so why am I Jewish? And she was like, well, because your parents are Jewish. And... um And then I was like, okay, so why are they Jewish? Hmm. And I started questioning like everyone's like, so our friends, are they Jewish? <laughs> And does it make their friends Jewish? <laughs> And does it make their pets Jewish? Is it contagious? Do we have to wear masks? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I was really, really wondering about like, what about like if children are Jewish? What about the objects people own or about pets? And everything. So for me, it was like a huge, really interesting concept. And I just wanted to understand. Yeah. Huh. It's very, very interesting because it's like you just had it was just this thing that existed out there and you weren't so much living it, but you were exploring yeah. it. You were trying to figure out what it was. Yeah, totally. When do you think you started living Jewishly? Hmm. Um, it definitely came step by step. Like there were things that we always, like we never had pork at home. We never yeah. had um, shellfish. We, um, we had one fridge, but actually like we separated m the tops. So there was milk and, and meat separately, if, if you want to say so. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's amazing. Why did your mom do that? 
actually like i asked her and she was just like i mean i would never buy two fridges but at least i can i can separate them like this and also it gives me more structure in the fridge <laughs> you actually don't need two fridges by the way yes. i will say in terms of costume <laughs> you absolutely don't need new fr- two fridges you need like two pots or two different pans or whatever but yeah. th- all the food can be together in one fridge. But I think what's really interesting is it seems like there's something in your mom that she inherited of like, oh, we shouldn't mix milk and meat. And so she just the, re- the refrigerator became sort of the avenue towards expressing that. Yeah. You know, there was like something deep inside her. And this was just how she knew how to express it. Yeah. And I mean, she didn't know better. Yeah. That's the, the that's also, I think, a very, very important aspect that you if you have just one picture, which is like ultra orthodox Mm -hmm. and you know that there is this lifestyle and this way of living but you don't know how else you could live your judaism um that becomes like your i don't know your your agreement yeah yeah you're like it's like oh that must be what it looks like so here i'll do this little thing yeah that's towards that that's so interesting wow yeah and then i mean also i went i mean i was on a on a Spanish primary school. Mm-hmm. So most of the kids were Catholics. Wow. And um and it was cool, but it really shaped like it really shaped me because I knew I like I'm definitely not Catholic. Um I knew I am I do believe in something and um I do have this very strange name and I have family in Israel and I speak Russian. So I can't really fake my Spanishness. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, so I'm becoming the the real Jewess. And wow. um, and on the one hand, I think that was also educating. Yeah. It was educating myself, but also educating people around me. Um, but it also made me made me go further steps. Yeah. So when i was when i was learning about holidays and so on and also i had some some like torah lessons also like in primary school already um it it did a lot like for me and for my environment and when i then decided to go to the jewish high school i think that opened up a lot of a lot of opportunities but also a lot of um I don't know, a lot of thoughts in my head and a lot of feelings. Um, also just learning how can I how can I find myself hmm. in Judaism. Hmm. So I don't know, it became like really easy to have like some concepts. Like, okay, I can like I'm not in a position to forbid my mom to buy this and that. Mm-hmm. But nobody cares if i eat um gummy bears or not Hmm. so i can actually also just leave it Hmm. um or for example shabbat it was a really tough thing for me like to to imagine to not use any electronics Hmm. and i was like okay so what does it mean for me like what does it mean for me to have a day of rest wow and i decided okay for me it's sleeping in for me it's um doing doing things i'm usually not doing maybe like go for a walk and all those all those things um so i kind of like tried to rewrite 
you know laws and traditions and i know it is probably not the what do you, not the you know what do you mean this way. is not this is I, i'm in awe of you right now because you're talking about like you're having these thoughts as at, at, at like what 14 15 yeah like, like 13 yeah that's an amazing time to be like especially in this country like to be saying okay how do i do these things in a way that's meaningful for me yeah that's beautiful. That's amazing. You were like, uh, 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 you must have been like a t- like uh, a completely unique unicorn um, in the Jewish landscape here. Like, yeah. I feel like there weren't a lot. It was like either you are one way or you're another way. And you're, you know, also Judaism is mostly outsourced here for non-Orthodox yeah. people. It's like, oh, well, my rabbi oh, yes. is doing the Judaism for me. And you're like, no, I want to figure out how this is meaningful for me. Yes, and also not just that, but I mean, there are, I feel like there are two ways of being a Jewish kid in Germany. It's either you're in the bubble or you're outside of the bubble. Wow. So either you grow up, especially in Berlin, actually, either you grow up in the Jewish community and you grow up in a Jewish kindergarten and then you go to the Jewish primary school and then to, to the Jewish high school. All your friends are Jewish. Every, like you go to, I don't know, a Jewish dance center. <laughs> Like everything will be Jewish. And then on a certain point, you, I don't know, you graduate from high school and you realize, oh shit, the world is so much bigger. And actually I am not the, not the star and I am not, uh, not that, you know, um, I don't want to say that meaningful, but you know, that. There's a whole big world out there. And I had no idea. Yeah. So, Mm. and I think by, growing up at the beginning in one bubble and then entering the other bubble i had a very clear understanding of society in general that you knew you were in a bubble yeah and i was very aware of it yeah and i knew what like that there are good things there and good things there and i I actually want to mix them Hmm. and i want to enrich both of those bubbles wow and um and i was like i mean it was also connected of course with a lot of anger and with a lot of emotions but um it was a it was a process and i think it was a cool process wow what made you decide to go to the jewish high school so actually i had like two options either i'm going to a um to a sports high school because i was dancing back then a Mm. lot um or i'm going to the jewish high school um the idea of the Jewish high school came actually from a family friend who's not Jewish, but <laughs> she had like tons of Jewish friends. And she was like, she w- was just like explaining to my mom, like, you know, it's a relaxed school. She can, she can pursue dancing because they will be, they, they will support her and um, they're good kids. And that's it. Like, and wow. the argument wasn't even like she could learn Hebrew or, she would have she would gain Jewish knowledge. No, it wasn't about that. And hmm. I went to the to this like sports school just like to visit. And it's like a huge school. It's it, it has also this American high school system. Hmm. So you feel like I don't know, like a like a tiny animal on a huge farm. Yeah. I don't know. I felt Ugh. like a chicken. And wow. I entered the school and I knew like I'm gonna be lost and then I went to the Jewish high school just like for the first appointment to to see and it was immediately 
a feeling of home, of safety, of um, warmth, of family. And I just knew. I entered the building and I was like, that's it. We're done searching. Wow. Like, we figured it out. And... um, How many years were you there? Like seven. Wow. From... Yeah, like till till graduation from seventh grade. Wow. And you had a good experience there? Yeah. Like, I know that the Jewish high school, especially in Berlin, is like very highly, like very... People fight a lot and people have different opinions about the Jewish high school. Okay. And most of the people will say like, okay, I didn't learn anything and it was just stupid and so on. I had the time of my life. Wow. Like, I'm totally the opposite. And I think, like... They should put you on their advertisements, you know? Yeah, (laughs) I should become their spokeswoman. Um, No, I don't know. I I mean, I had... If if you... Let's start with that. If you're smart and you're at the Jewish high school, you you have, like, way more support than on on a public school. Wow. Because the teachers believe way more in you they support you like way more and i had like opportunities i wouldn't have in a in a jew like in a german school um and i remember for example a teacher who who challenged me so much and just because he knew i could like he gave me bad grades worse than other kids and he was like for you it's a three for another Mm. person it would be a one minus for you it's a three and I was like so upset. And then I realized, okay, that's actually that's actually a lesson. Yeah. And that just means I can do better. Wow. And I did better. Wow. That's so it, it's so powerful to hear you say this because I will say I've definitely heard mixed reviews about the Jewish yeah. <laughs> high school from different people. I've no experience there myself, but it's powerful for you to hear you say this that you really felt safe there. Yeah, you know? it was a safe place. Yeah. It's also interesting because it seems like your Judaism as a child was so much about your otherness. You know, it yeah. was that you were different. Yeah. And then suddenly your Judaism is in, it's encased in a sense of belonging. Yes. And I mean, it was always, before that, it was always being a fighter, being mm. a spokesperson, representing something, showing something. So it was always working to the outside. Yeah. And then I'm and then I'm entering the school and I understand that right here at this building I'm not a minority anymore. Wow. And it gives you just like it it really makes something with you and I remember feeling like also so calm and so relaxed about it that you know the show is over. You don't need to you don't need to show off. You don't need to. Yeah represent something and it's not that i mean in school if i was if i had an opinion it was the jewish opinion it Hmm. could be on anything but it's like oh that's what all jews must think because avital said so yeah or you know it's like i don't know if you say something wrong in class it's like the jew said something wrong in class you know (laughs) or at least it was my feeling it was probably it wasn't the case yeah but my my feeling was that me as a Jewess is doing something. Wow. And then you're getting there and you're like, and then you're just doing something as a vital and that's it. I have to just ask one. You've used this word Jewess a few times, which is such a powerful word because you're not just 
referring to yourself as a Jew, but also as a Jewish woman? Like, yeah, is that something particular in your identity, would you say? Yes, I actually like I learned I didn't know about the existence of the world word till like a few years ago uh-huh. uh, when I actually like started reading more. But um, I think it was always there. I mean, I grew up with a single mom. So being like the strong girl and, you know, the fighter for yourself and the independent one wow. was always an issue. Wow. And um, at the beginning, it was like two different two different fights I was fighting, mm-hmm. like as a girl or as a woman and as a Jew. Wow. And then I realized that actually it's one fight wow. and it's one challenge and one, you know, one identity and one life. And you actually should should connect it. And when I heard and when then I heard the term Jewess, I was like, huh, so that's <laughs> it. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about you're very involved with Yodu Sude? Um, how did you get there? And can you tell us about it? Yes. So um, Jay said, like the Jewish Student Union of Germany is the representation of um of young um, Jewish adults aged between um, 18 and 35. And um, basi- like what they do is basically um, giving a young Jewish voice to the German community, but also to the Jewish community. Mm. I mean, I think it's not a secret that the Jewish community is mainly old, mm. white, male, and... Um, and it's very important to have to have like one united voice when it comes to our common interests. Yeah. So um, I remember when I was when I turned like eighteen or something, um, I was already politically involved. I got like I was involved in a few projects which were n- ba- mainly not Jewish, and um, we always got requested for you know for. Um, for, I don't know, media and all the stuff, because there was like not one Jewish young voice. It was always like you as a per- as a as a Jewish young individual. Mm-hmm. What do you think about I don't know the rising anti-Semitism <laughs> <laughs> and um, and actually like in two thousand like in two thousand sixteen in December. Um, a few a few students um just like created the jewish student union wow and like i didn't understand back then what exactly that would mean for the future of young jewish life but i knew that's like just amazing and a few of um the the board of the founders um were friends of mine Hmm. and um, including one dahlia grinfeld who was a former guest on the podcast yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> True. That was just a shout out to our listeners. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there, there was Dahlia, who, whom I worked with before that. Uh, there was Mike and Benny Fisher. And um, when, when they had the first general assembly, um, I already t- talked back then to, to a few of those people. Um, I knew I was not ready to run for that. I didn't know what it, like what my life would bring yeah. me, and I was like, to- I was too also. I felt too young. Um, 
but I knew like that I want to have some topics in mm. in this thing. And I remember talking to actually Mike Delberg, um, telling like we need to do thing like we need to um, talk about women empowerment. Mm. And he was like, "Why should like okay? Why should we do that?" And by by, by like tell by by the fact that I told him by other people, um, I think it just became became a thing, mm -hmm. and. Laura Cassess, who was leading the the women's group back then, um, she she actually did like such a great work, and it's the first time that in Germany we were talking about female Jewish identities and female Jewish needs. So we had the first women's empowerment summit like one and a half years ago. Wow! And um, when when this group was created, and I wasn't even that much um, involved in the planning it was the first time i actually learned that there are already those women who know and who um you know are strong and we don't need to like on one hand yes of course there is like tons of basic work we need to do about um about jewish female empowerment but there is already great base of of female leaders and of mm. um strong individuals and of um you know smart smart women and um opinionated women and um you just need you just need a common ground wow. you just need the platform to unite them yeah and um that was that was just like so great and um it became a, a real huge passion so awesome i i just it's so awesome what you're doing because you are um you are like you're like simultaneously like inside and outside it, it, like yeah. it's hard to yeah, like you're like okay i'm i'm in the system i'm a part of yoda today and i'm like i'm changing it like because there are these things that are out there in the world that are not in here in our world and we need yeah. to bring them in um and i think that's such a powerful idea yeah i think it doesn't work another way Wow. It, like how can you how can you perfectionate yourself your community if you don't look around you wow and if you don't hmm. know like where are you going actually so i think that's um i mean back then the the jewish women empowerment summit the jewess um had actually a fun acronym right <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um had like 120 young women And wow. it's, it's just like the first time that this has happened in Germany. It's and amazing. I understand that for the world, like for, for the States or something, that wouldn't be anything new. But for a German concept, it was just like a huge thing. And I'm yeah. just like so delighted that we actually are having a, a Jewish in September. Wow. It's crazy. C corona willing, I suppose. Well, yeah, like with fewer people and so on, with yeah. tons of restrictions, but it is. Wow. Live. That's amazing. In Frankfurt. That's just like so cool. That's amazing. Uh, I believe you have a piece of Torah that you brought to share with us. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I was really, I was really not sure what to bring you. And, um, I thought like, oh, I'm gonna go with something really deep or something really inspirational, something really beautiful. And 
when I was thinking about my personal journey and about my personal fight with Judaism and I decided like why should I do that like I didn't find myself in those things I found myself in the really dirty and ugly things so So good (laughs) it's so good (laughs) so I'm bringing you a quote from Maimonides which is a man's wife is permitted to him therefore whatever a man wants to do with his wife he may do wow and i'm pretty sure this comes from the mishnah torah the laws of uh um sexual activity yeah um yeah how does what do you think <laughs> <laughs> so i mean when i read it like when i read this quote the first time i was so upset I mean, I learned about Maimonides in high school as well. And I mean, he's just like this really cool, great guy. So smart and so, um, so crucial for for Judaism. And how could he, as this smart guy, write something so excluding and um, so mean towards women? So I was like really upset. And um, actually, like, on one hand, by reading a lot, by talking a lot, but also like by um, having the Chibruta session with, with Rebecca, your yeah, wife. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> She actually taught me something really great. She said, okay, what are you doing? Like, take the anger or take the emotions you have. Take the information and now think what you're, what are you doing with that? Wow. And I think that's the that's the most Jewish thing you can do is taking something and see it from different angles and thinking, okay, how are you like, how are you doing the next steps? What are you, I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but how can you acknowledge it? Yeah. And then do the best out of it. Yeah. There's something really, there's a lot of things that are deeply troubling about Maimonides' statement here, not the least of which is he's going contrary to certain elements of the Talmud. Um, But uh, there's, you know, consent, which I think is a big word in society today. It's nowhere in there. Yeah. Um, The woman is silenced. Yeah. Her needs, her desires are completely silenced in that line. Like, how do you fight the sort of male establishment that may be trying to silence you? Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Hey-o. I didn't expect that one Hey-o. coming. Um, so it's, it's hard because on the one hand, you really have to work hard. Yeah. And it's upsetting because you shouldn't work twice as hard just to get the same results as a man yeah. does. But... Um, you really need to shake things up and you really mm. need to wake up a few a few men, especially like if we talk about institutions. Yeah. Um, I think it's just um, time to change. And most of the men, even if they don't want to see it or accept it, they know it's happening. Hmm. And it's not just because of me, it's because of tons of great women in the jewish community who are who are speaking up who are um 
who insist on their position, who insist on their seat at the table, and um, who also like definitely n like not just want the seat on the table, but they they deserve it. Yeah. And um, and by raising our voices and by by the fact that there are like so many young women young female voices coming um i think it's i don't know i'm just i'm just looking outside of the window and it's so windy <laughs> and i i kind of like feel it's you know it's the it's the wind of change it's we're oh, getting there we're, we're kind of like <laughs> getting do you feel, there step do you by feel step. like we're getting there um i mean it's definitely a very tough and yeah. very long um fight but um i don't know like i think that there is a change coming and i think that there are like we are talking about things we didn't talked before a few years mm. ago like a, like that you would have a whole like four day um summit for women yeah. talking about feminism about jewish traditions about their identity crisis about um, their struggles and their everyday life and so on like five years ago that wouldn't that wouldn't be a thing yeah or you know that even some male um individuals in the jewish community would promote the summit or would ask young women for their opinion or um their presence wow. and so on um i mean of course i understand that it's it must be really hard for those poor people to uh finally share um share the space but <laughs> but um i think they don't have an, another chance wow like there is no way around it I, I love it you're so confident in that the change is coming. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, uh, it's, you're bursting their bubble, you yeah. know, but it, it, it's not even bursting it. You're just like, you're taking something else. And you're like, this is in the bubble now too. Yeah. It's and just like about placement. Yeah. You, you're placing it and that's it. Wow. And if you, if you hold tight to it, it's not going to leave. Wow. What are your plans for the future? Obviously. <laughs> so, um, actually like, I am leaving soon. I know it was Israel. a leading question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, where are you going next year to study? I'm gonna study at Pardes mm. um, in Jerusalem. Wow! For one year, doing the experiential education educations program, and, and I'm a graduate of the experiential education yes. program. Yeah, and um, really looking forward to it because I mean I'm still like i still gonna continue doing um work for jset nice um i mean i do have an unfinished business here <laughs> yeah but um yes i'm really looking forward to it i mean till a few years ago there was not th there wasn't a real understanding of jewish educators in germany especially not german-speaking ones yeah like you would have Shlichim from Israel, from the States, and so on. But yeah, these weird but, rabbis from New York, whatever. Yeah, like all those, <laughs> all those people who are like inviting people for Shabbos. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
um and then you go there obviously because that's a meal for free yeah um and that's it <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, okay good yes um and yeah so so i decided to do that not because i would totally see myself becoming a jewish educator for the rest of my life but just because i want to broaden my my options and um i i think just it's gonna i i actually need the the the, the extra layer mm. of knowledge and of a jewish understanding to to go further i'll also say you all already are a jewish educator you're educating yeah. the jewish community um and i mean i'm doing like youth work yeah. for like six years already wow and um and that's also a huge issue i mean yeah. um we have tons of talented people in the youth work um but just like really limited german resources yeah um, I have to say something very exciting that's happening is there is a massive project right now to put German language resources onto Safaria. Yeah. Um, and so soon, in the next couple of years, there will be um, on Safaria, which is an amazing website, it will yeah. be full of German resources. Because actually the translations exist because they were all done 100 years ago yeah. and all the copyrights have expired but they're just sitting in these old books and libraries and not available anywhere. Yeah, you just need to type it actually. Yeah. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> we, I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> but I know that you know. Um I think you're bringing such a good point of like how, you know, it has to be in our language. It has to be in the language yeah. we're speaking to each other. And I say our, I don't mean mine, but it's like there's yeah. some, you know, um it, it can't just exist over there. Yes, and I mean especially um, we are we are in an, in another time. Like the 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 self like the self understanding of Jewish people in Germany has changed. Mm. I mean, forty years ago, it was you know trauma. It was all about you know the packed bag, like the packed suitcases yeah. and so on. It was about. A mixture between nostalgia and um, and historical trauma, and the generation nowadays they they identify as Germans, yeah, and as Jewish as Jewish people. So you know, I mean, you you need to give that a platform, and I think it's um, it's so important to to look where where you know the the, the this whole development of Jewish German identity or German Jewish identity. It's also a yeah. question. Yeah. We'll go. Um, yeah. It's so Avital with, uh, with the mother from Uzbekistan, yeah. uh, feels German Jewish. Huh. Yeah. Well, it's, a. and we've had this conversation before. Yes. I'll say full disclosure. Like, I mean, right now. Yes. Wow. But I totally acknowledge that it always changes. Wow. Because, I mean, a few years ago, I was like, so, I felt like so not German and so not belonging. And, um, but the fact that the, like, the best language I can express myself in is German, wow. that I um, read German literature and I adore German literature, and that I feel 
secure and that I feel safe and um, that sometimes I miss German things and um, that I really appreciate this country and appreciate a lot of things this country did for my family, for me. And um, that I think that makes me German. Wow. And the things I don't like about Germany, well, who doesn't? Like, (laughs) so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I th- that's so, uh, I love this. I love that, like, this, like, identity that you're building um, and that you, this idea that it's sort of, you're, you're leaving it open to change. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. I think oftentimes we get stuck in these bubbles or these ideas of who we are. Yeah. And you're like, this is who I am right now. And it's different than who I used to be. And it's different than who I will be. Yeah. And it's also about the, you know, the, desperate urge to label Mm. like for my friends i mean i I spend a lot of time also in israel so me as for west berlin understandings being a hippie so i'm like so my friends would be like oh you're such an israeli and it's like (laughs) well i don't know about that like (laughs) thank you but it's at the end it just shows that we want to have a label. We want to have a clear understanding yeah. of identities. But it's not as not that easy. Like, yeah. it's tough. So yeah. why do we, like, why do we need it? Mm. It's so interesting because we, it's so powerful that you're saying that because I, I feel it a lot in my own life. It's like people try to, like, label what my Judaism is. Yeah. Um, and it's like asking me to put a label on it. Um, we need to put things in boxes. We need to like compartmentalize it. Um, but in the end, you're not anything other than Avital. Yeah. You are Avital. That's for sure. Yeah. And everything else, okay, that's in flux. That's something that we sort of figure out as we go along. And maybe you're the Jewish girl in the Spanish school, or maybe you're the um, girl who came from public school at the Jewish high school, yeah. or maybe you're just all of these, like you're the you're the Jewess in a room full of men. Um, But like all of these identities are coming together and are part of who you are in the moment when you are that. That's such like a powerful thing. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm blown away by your tour. (laughs) (laughs) Avital, thank you. Thank you for joining us uh, today. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to add before we go? Um, No. I think I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if you have any other questions, go ahead. Um, well, I have endless questions for Avital, but I'll say um, I'm very excited for the next year for you. Thank I'm you. jealous, as I mentioned before. Um, and uh, I'm so excited for the Torah you're going to bring back to this community um, because you're going to be able to translate it not just into German, but into the Torah that this community needs, that these people yeah. need to hear. Um, And I'm so excited for that. And uh, I'm looking forward to learning from you. Yeah, that's the hope. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Avita. Bye. Well, that's it for another episode of Torah Curious. Torah Curious is a proud project of Base Berlin Hillel Deutschland. Huge thanks goes out to Avital Grunberg and wishing her best of luck in her journey for the next year. Special thanks goes out to Rabbi Rebecca Blady, Valentin Lutzet for the cover art, Alex Zagura and Takuyasu Zawa for the music, John Earl for being the change we need in the world, and our friend in the Bay who made this all possible.
Stay tuned for the next episode, the last of the season, to drop in two weeks. In the meantime, keep learning and stay curious.